Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. From the Mercedes Man Cave. Ray, 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 Ray. Patrick. This is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Pete Rose in the headlines. Have that story for you coming up. Dodgers Red Sox obviously in the headlines with the big deal that sent Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. So they get a former Cy Young winner and a former MVP in Betts and Price in hopes of improving upon their 106 win total from a year ago. It's not the 106 wins in the regular season you need to improve upon. It's the number of wins you had in the postseason. But you put Mookie Betts at the top of that lineup. You got Corey Seager. You got Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, uh, Lux, Smith, Pollock. You got a pretty potent lineup there. As for the Red Sox, I guess some fiscal sanity here. I just didn't think that we needed to, if I'm a Red Sox fan, trade away a guy who's, what, 26 or 27, and you could build around, he's going to cost me a lot of money. You make a lot of money. Are you taking a year off here? Is that They just raised ticket prices, by the way. A slight raise on Monday, the Red Sox did. And then they trade uh, Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. Dodgers needed pitching, in my opinion. Great bat with Mookie Betts. Wonderful player. One of my favorite players. I'd go out of my way. If Mookie Betts and the Red Sox were playing, I would watch. I thought that much of him. thought he was a great player all around. And uh, Jock Peterson gets sent down the road to uh, the Angels as they make way for Mookie Betts in that outfield. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Had a lot of fun with J.J. Watt in the first hour. He hosted Saturday Night Live. And he uh, had one skit that was a little racy. And he called ahead to his mom to give his mom a heads up to tell grandma that this was going to be a little sexual in nature. And uh, once that skit came on about him being a pizza delivery guy, to take Grandma to the bathroom there. Poll question for the first hour. McLovin, what do you have for me? Are you for or against fiscal sanity? So do you like it when your team uh, overpays for a superstar or lets him go before the big contract? 54% say let him go before the big contract. 
People are upset. Dodger fans are upset with you, Todd, wearing the Dodger jersey because you root for the cheating Astros. I do root for the cheating Astros, and this because today was a uh, newsy day with Mookie Betts going to Dodge. It's not about being a fan. I had a nice Dodger jersey okay. in the closet, so yeah. I just decided to wear it. I just passed the information on. Still an Astro fan. Okay. Not turning my back on the Astros. It has nothing to do with the Astros. It's just wearing the Dodgers because of the bench. Because you stick by your cheaters. I do. Yes. And what it, whatever it takes. Stick by those Astros. <laughs> Are you uh, going to change the poll question, McLovin? Sure. Which direction should we oh, go? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know if you had another suggestion there. but um, I did. Remember I asked, what's the most exciting uh, off-season thing going on right now? The NBA trade deadline, the MLB hot stove, or the NFL draft? And you guys, I love MLB hot stove. I feel like it's a better issue than the actual MLB season. But it's over. Well, I know, but there was a trade last night. That was uh, so- I Okay. Is it really over, by the way? Bryce Harper signed in, like, late February last well, year. Well, that's because they said there was collusion. But do you, is there somebody else out there that I'm missing? Not really. Unless Are the Dodgers going to get a pitcher? I was wondering about that. We got some tweets that saying, pointing out they didn't give up anyone so they can then mortgage the young guys for pitching. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, you got – I don't know what the Red Sox hall is because it's, you know, you're getting minor leaguers there. You got a young team there. It feels like J.D. Martinez is the next guy out in Boston. He might make too much money. But you got a you got a young there's a nucleus there. It felt like I think the Red Sox probably looked around and said we got a bloated payroll and we're not better than the Yankees and we might not be better than the the Rays. And that's why you know they seemed hell-bent on getting rid of Mookie Betts because he was going to cost them 400 million dollars. Yes, McLean. We were discussing pre-show, like, I really don't think buying a World Series has really worked at all. The Yankees only won one with their expensive teams. They won all those with the core four, right? And Yeah, the- but they also bought it back then, if you think about mm. it, that they did raise those prospects. They were able to keep them. Not many teams are able to keep that kind of quality, that kind of talent, that nucleus, because they're too expensive. So the Yankees did have to spend. It was just they didn't acquire anything. They just kept what they had. Normally, teams will lose those kind of prospects. Tampa does it all the time. Uh, Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, they can't keep those teams together. The Yankees were able to do that. Yes, Big Love. Yeah, but the Cubs were homegrown. The Royals were homegrown. The Nationals are kind of homegrown. You know, I feel like – and the other question was, isn't it really pitching in October more than anything like these starting – you were all high on Cole coming into the postseason. I told you he was yeah. the best. I, I said that at the start of the year. When they the Astros got Garrett Cole, I go, oh, my God. He is a – but you had to go out of your way to watch him. I watched him with Pittsburgh, and I thought, this guy is a beast. And then we saw just how great he was. Now you put him with Verlander, and I thought, man, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, Paul. There's an article from Forbes magazine that says, does payroll equate winning in MLB? And it says it doesn't. It, it equates competitiveness. You're more likely to be at the you know above 85 wins if you're a top 10 in payroll, but it doesn't equate necessarily World Series. They said ignore the payroll of your team and look at the actual stats of the players on the roster before the season. And do those players equate winning? They said it doesn't always work out that the the payroll equals World Series. Well, yeah, I look at Giancarlo Stanton and the amount of money he cost you. And the Yankees would the Yankees would like to have a couple of those back, right? Jacoby Ellsbury, <laughs> he's still getting paid. Is he still there? I think, he, I think he's still getting paid. I think he's owed like $27 million. And I don't know the last time he played. But see, the Yankees can make a mistake like that. How many teams in baseball can make a mistake like that? Very few.
Yes, you because for even with all those mistakes that cost them a billion dollars, you know, I mean, they still went to the ALCS, and you know, I mean, they're still a game away from yeah. going to the World Series. Yeah. So I'll take that all day. Oh, if I'm a Yankee fan, I love the fact they spend money. Absolutely. If I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm going. Wait, are we a mid-market team here? What happened to us? What happened in the stock market that I don't know about? Yeah, McClum. How about the Mets? They're still paying like all, all these guys. It can go drastically wrong, right? Like the Mets. Which franchise is paying the most players for not playing or that don't play for them? The Knicks got to be still paying Allen Houston. Penny Hardaway? Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. But, you know, basketball team, there's less people on the roster than a baseball team. But I don't know which team is still spending the most money on players who don't even play for them. All right, I mentioned uh, Pete Rose news. Pete Rose has asked the commissioner, Rob Manfred, and this was earlier this morning, to remove his name from baseball's ineligible list, which would allow him to be considered for induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So the petition was sent to the commissioner's office. It was obtained by ESPN. Rose and his lawyers argue the commissioners recently opted not to punish players guilty of major game-changing rules in fractions and as a result, should end Rose's 30-and-a-half-year ban for gambling on baseball while he was manager of the Reds. The lawyers say that Rose's lifetime ban is, quote, vastly disproportionate when compared to baseball's punishment of players who took performance-enhancing drugs and the players involved in the sign-stealing schemes of the 2017 Astros. There cannot be one set of rules for Mr. Rose and another for everyone else. Rose's 20-page petition for reinstatement says no objective standard or categorization of the rules violations committed by Mr. Rose can distinguish his violations from those that have incurred substantially less severe penalties from Major League Baseball. Rose is seeking a meeting with the commissioner. Yeah, Paul. Rule 21D, any player, umpire, or club league official or employee who shall bet a sum whatsoever upon any baseball game in connection with which the better has a duty to perform, shall be declared permanently ineligible. He would have to remove that rule from the yeah. rule book forever to reinstate Pete Rose. What the Astros did, there's no rule that says what a specific punishment is. This is one of the shortest rules in the entire MLB rule book. And I'd like to know if, and I, and, and I don't have lockdown proof, but I certainly have what would be circumstantial evidence that Pete bet on baseball while he was a player. You're trying to tell me that Pete, who's been known to be a gambler, that he waited till he was the manager of the Reds to bet on his team every single night. I don't believe that's the case. And even if he bet on his team to win every single night, he's still betting on his team while he's a manager. As a player, I believe Pete bet on baseball. I don't know. I'm sure Major League Baseball knows this. I, I'm, I'm, my guess is that they're like, let's just, we're going to suspend him indefinitely. Uh, he's on the ineligible list because he bet as a manager. And not even get into, did he bet while he was playing? Did he bet against his team while he's playing? How often did he bet as a player? I just don't think you go, all of a sudden he wakes up one day and he goes, you know, I'm going to start betting on my team. That's not how gambling works. It doesn't. Yeah, Paul. Going back to Rule 21D, it doesn't matter if Pete Rose bet for or against his team. doesn't differentiate. doesn't matter if he's a player, an umpire, a league official, or a manager. But it does not say anything in there. He's permanently ineligible for working for an MLB ball club. 
That's what he's ineligible. It has, says nothing there about being ineligible for the Hall of Fame ballot, the Hall of Fame eligibility. They add, The Hall of Fame added that in later. So it, it's interesting. He, he could be on the Hall of Fame ballot without actually being reinstated to participate in baseball. Yeah, because baseball's Hall of Fame has chosen to align itself with Major League Baseball here. That's by choice because we've spoken to the Hall of Fame before, and the Hall of Fame says we could put him on the ballot if we wanted to because it's their museum, and they could do what they want to do. They just chose to align themselves with Major League Baseball and the rules and regulations there, so Pete Rose is on the outside looking in. I still maintain Pete has gotten far more attention, notoriety, made far more money by not being in the Hall of Fame. Because if you said 25 years ago Pete Rose got into the Hall of Fame, this isn't a story. Nobody cares. We care because we saw Pete Rose play and you go, that's a Hall of Famer. And I'm right there with you. I went to see him. First game I ever saw in person. Pete Rose, mid-60s, got his autograph. He didn't charge me either back then. Yeah, see. But part of Pete Rose's problem is that the people who actually do care about this are slowly being replaced by a bunch of people who never saw him play that probably don't care. Well, I don't know. I don't know that Pete Rose getting into the Hall of Fame is really a hot-button topic for a certain age group. For the younger younger group? Yeah, maybe so. But but they can't – those writers can't do anything. This is major – this is the commissioner. So the writers can go, we're going to put Clemens in or Bonds in. They can't put Pete Rose in. Unless he's on the ballot, then you'd find out what these younger writers think about Pete Rose. The commissioner, I think, wants to uphold the integrity of that decision by Bart Ciamatti. And Bud Selig didn't want to go against that. Faye Vincent didn't want to go against that. And this commissioner doesn't want to go against that either. When we had him in Washington, D.C., when he joined us at the All-Star Game, and the commissioner, and we talked, and I, I don't want to compromise what we said off the air, but I got the same feeling that I got from Bud Seelig. This is never happening while I'm the commissioner of baseball. It's just not. Yeah, McLevin. But still, like 30 years ago, having every league partnering with a casino scene, like MLB and MGM are gigantic partners. I mean, gambling so different now. It's just but, like, you, but you can't be a part of something that gives the illusion you're fixing a game. Yeah, maybe even more so now because it's so open. Yeah, but, but but now I would rather have Vegas involved in this, right? Than I would where it's you know kind of offshore and who knows what's going on here, shady characters where you could get to somebody. Vegas is the one that protects, you know, the the betting part of this, the integrity of this. I did notice around Super Bowl week a lot of players were answering questions about spreads, and like it was. I feel like we're close. Did we talk to some football players? Like, yeah. Tell me about this betting thing. Like, I think it's going to be hard to keep players from betting now because it's such a big thing now. I mean. Yeah, but you know you can't. Right. Like, I know that you could say, oh, you know what? Everybody's doing it. Then I want to do it. Uh, but, I, I mean, Tony Romo three years ago was penalized for having a fantasy football convention oh, in Vegas. I know. Now there's a team in Vegas. You know? Well, look, it, you know, these leagues are all hypocritical. And I've said this before. As soon as they figure out how to make money, it'll be legal. I mean, the ethics go away. This is about how do we make money. And like, how many years ago did I say that? I said that to this audience. As soon as the leagues decide how they can divvy this up and every all these owners get their money, 
that's when you're going to have gambling, legalized gambling. All right? Yeah, McClellan. I think this legalized gambling, I know it's in the open, but it does risk. There's more money coming into this now. Maybe players will be compromised. It's happened throughout history. Yeah, but it feels like Vegas keeps a closer eye on this. And if you're the leagues, your leagues are only – like you have to have somebody keeping an eye on this, people keeping an eye on this, because your sport, the integrity of your sport, the validity of your sport is based off of what you're seeing is real. You know, baseball got hurt because all of a sudden you're watching, you're going, those guys are cheating. Those guys are using steroids. Those guys are, you know, cheating with surveillance cameras. Remember the Tim Donaghy situation, you know, with uh, the NBA? That hurt the NBA. Not in the long long term, but it did immediately where people went, yep, see, I told you, those officials. I think people have this conspiracy theory when it comes to officiating. Oh, they're on the tick. How did they miss that call? Like we've all thought, how did you miss that call? I don't go, I don't take that leap where I go, yeah, they're on the take. Oh, they're cheating. Oh, they want them to win. But I think that if you if you don't have that integrity, then you've really lost something because then you lose the confidence in your audience that what they're seeing is it real. And there's gonna be billions and billions and billions of dollars bet legally in these sports. I mean, we got a hockey team in Vegas. We got a football team in Vegas. The curtain's been pulled back. All of these owners, oh, we'll never go for it. It goes back to the BCS. Oh, we'll never go for a playoff. Wait, how much money can we make? Let's do a playoff here. That's what happens. These guys are phony. Like the transparency is, they just want to make money. They don't care about, oh, you know, we can't have gambling attached to this, can we? Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> for the NFL, as long as you don't have to play footballs. The NFL yeah. went too far with yeah, a like, couple things. Like, they're madder about that yeah. than, you know, somebody, oh, you're going to be gambling on it. We don't care if you have a gambling. They're habit. trying to keep everything above board, you know, with the injury list oh, no, and everything. No. By the way, you know, the Patriots thing is still being yes. looked into. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they found. I'm trying to find this out. Like, what did you find that now keeps this open? And I haven't found that out. Bygate, too, we're talking about or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, that'd make some good off-season content, by the way. It we, could be. We could use that. It could be. Yeah. Or yeah. do. No, we got enough to talk about. You know, Brady to the 49ers, those kind of things. Yeah, but then in March, if he resides with the Pats, we'll need another. We'll need some kind of scandal to get us through. If you're the Niners, would you trade Jimmy Garoppolo for Tom Brady right now? White hot. Yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> so dumb. Could you imagine if that happened? If, if the Niners go, uh, hey, Bill, you love Jimmy G. We'll send him back. Jimmy G makes more than Tom. You know, that seems like an even swap. I I love the story. I, you know, I don't think there's any truth to it at all. Uh, you know, it's sort of thrown out there by Skip Bayless to troll everybody. That should uh, finalize that for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, it's so reactionary. I, You know, I would trade Garoppolo right now and get Tom Brady. Shannon, what do you think? Yes, McLovin. I worry that they're going to be just good enough to keep Jimmy G, win 12 games every year, but not quite win, good enough to win a Super Bowl. They almost won a Super Bowl. Can right. we stop with this? That he could have, if they had two first downs, they win the Super Bowl. I know, but are you confident that he's going to get him back there? Confident. I'm not confident that Mahomes will get back there. As much as I love him and they got talent there, it's really hard to get back there and then win again. 
It's been 15 years since we've had back-to-back. Yeah, McClellan. It's like uh, you mentioned Bill O'Brien earlier. Deshaun Watson's going to get you 11 wins every year until eternity, but you're never going to win a Super Bowl with Bill O'Brien as your coach. It's like the good limbo in the NFL. Yeah. Whoa, against the grain is back. That was very against the grain. I love it. All right, we'll take a break here. I want to uh, read some of the tweets, some of the tweets that I can read from Bengal fans. They were upset at me yesterday because I uh, had the audacity to. Uh... Oh, Todd McShay's joining us next. Is that right? Yeah, we got time. Oh, okay. All right, so we'll get uh, Todd McShay. He's got his uh, mock draft out. And uh, I want to know the team. Is it the Lions or the Giants that could be the gatekeeper to, do you want to come up and get a quarterback? Is anybody going to go up and get Tuma? Can anybody go get Joe Burrow? That's what I'm curious about with Todd. So we'll uh, talk to him, and uh, I'll I'll read these mean tweets from uh, Bengal fans headed in my direction. 21 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, it's Paulie Paps from the Dan Patrick Show. We've got an awesome podcast to tell you about today. It's the big podcast with Shaq. Of course, it's big. Tune in every week as Shaq and his crew cover sports, entertainment, and a lot more with Shaq. That's the only way the diesel does it. The show is full of laughs and amazing stories. Stay tuned to the end of this episode from a great clip from the big podcast with Shaq. Then be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast listening apps so you don't miss an episode. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. As I was telling you, go to rockauto.com, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. You've been told maybe dealer only, no longer available. The parts are delivered right to your home or office. You don't waste time and money. Phoning, driving, waiting in lines. And you can tell them we uh, sent you. All the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Right, uh, I talked about the Bengals yesterday. And I was saying, you know, with what Joe Burrow said to me last week at the Super Bowl, you know, does he really want to go there? Uh, you know, you might want to say all the right things. It doesn't feel like that his side has said all the right things. Now, he didn't say he didn't want to go there. He just said, you know, I'd love to go number one, but I want to go to a team that's going to be competing for Super Bowls. Okay, that's not Cincinnati, at least not now. And historically. All right, so uh, I got bashed by uh, Bengal fans. Uh, here's a few of them. Dan mentions quarterbacks from 25 years ago as a reason. Since he's had two quarterbacks in 15 years, where was all this don't go to that team talk when Cleveland took Baker? Uh, if if you would have said to me, uh, hey, if you talked to Baker Mayfield, I'd say be be uh, wary of going to the Cleveland Browns, certainly with that ownership. But I didn't talk about him forcing a trade. I don't know how what leverage he had. I think the Browns surprised a lot of people. I'm the one that told you they were taking Baker before anybody else did. So I, I'd heard that he was moving up and the Browns loved him. But, you know, it, if I'm Joe Burrow, do I want to go to Cincinnati right now? 
Cleveland has more talent there than Cincinnati has, in my opinion. They had some pieces on defense and uh, felt like they had some offensive weapons as well. And it felt like that might have been a better situation. Didn't like the coaching situation. Not sure the, the Bengals coaching situation right now. And if you're a Bengal fan, you're not sure either. Here's another one. Are you confused how the draft works? Why have 32 teams then? If all the good players went to all the good teams, then what's the point? There are certain situations where quarterbacks have forced their way out of a situation. Do you think Eli, Eli Manning's happy he did it? Do you think John Elway's happy he did it? They got one chance. If Joe Burrow was coming out of high school and he had three hats in front of him, are one of those three hats Cincinnati Bengals? And the answer is no. I love the draft that you get a chance to restock. Uh, but, you know, Cincinnati is not going to be competing for a little while, in my opinion. That's all. I have nothing against Cincinnati. Love the city. It's where I grew up. But it's not about the city. I'm just looking at, if the Bengals were a stock, I mean, I'm, all I'm doing is analyzing the stock there. Um, here's another one. I love how Dan references the Dolphins as a model franchise where Joe Burrow will likely win and succeed. What decade is Dan exactly living in? Miami is a QB spin cycle with two playoff appearances in the last 18 years. Last time I checked, Don Shula is on the sidelines. Well, first of all, I didn't say they were a model franchise. Because I, they're not. But I looked at how Brian Flores got them to play. They got a lot of, they got a lot of draft picks here. And even when I brought up Miami to Joe Burrow, go back and look at it. His eyes lit up. Like, yeah, yeah, I could go there. Brian Flores appears to be a good coach there for this team. And I'm not talking about a different decade here where Dan Marino was there with Don Shula. Uh, here's another one. Come on, guys. All, all those guys you mentioned are playing for the Bengals next year. If Burrow's a franchise quarterback, he'll flourish with Green, Boyd, Mixon, Geo, etc. This is low-hanging fruit to take shots at the Bengals, knowing they won't fire back in the media. I wasn't concerned about that, even if they did. Are you sure that A.J. Green's going to be healthy enough to play for you? Mixon and Geo are nice, complimentary backfield. That's fine. What do we have at tight end? A.J. Green going to be healthy here? Uh, here's another one. To me, nobody in the national media wants the Bengals to be a good team. I don't where, where do you come up with that? If the, Beng if the Bengals go to the Super Bowl in the next three years, that's a great story. If Joe Burrow leads them, great. I'm happy for you. This is just analysis. It's not personal. Uh, here's another one. Mr. Patrick, the Bengals made the playoffs five straight years from 2011 to 2015 with Andy Dalton. If you look at the past decade, none of the other teams drafting in the top five are even closed. Close. Miami, Washington, and the Jets have been bad. Giants not much better recently. So why are you getting rid of Andy Dalton? How old's Andy Dalton? 31, 32, 31? So why not keep Andy Dalton? I mean, how about you trade the pick? Keep Andy Dalton. Get Chase Young, something, I don't know. And it's nothing, I, I grew up a Bengals fan. Went to games. Where are all the fans, by the way, at the Bengal games? That's what I'm curious about, too. If everybody loves the Bengals and they're all in on this team and uh, the young talent and their coach, and all right, you should be packing the place, right? It's like Jacksonville. Yeah, 
I'm not rooting for Jacksonville to leave. I'm just telling you what I was told years ago, and I told you, and it's happening. Now you've got two games in London. Do you think they're stopping at two? I don't. Bring in Todd McShay, ESPN NFL draft analyst. Come on in, Todd. How are you? You're all worked up this morning, huh? Well, you know, being from Cincinnati, people think that, oh, you know, you kick us when we're down. I'm just analyzing this situation. And let's say you're Joe Burrow's agent. What would you tell your client right now? What would you consider? Uh, Personally, I I would tell him just to get drafted where you're drafted and go play. Okay. But I, I, I could understand if if you looked at the big picture and tried to tried to force something else. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I really don't, especially with Joe being from the state of Ohio. I, I think I think I mean think about a year ago. I I had him as a fourth fifth round pick, and he he was transferring to LSU, and he felt fortunate to just get from Ohio State to LSU. He was like fifth on the depth chart at Ohio State. And now to, to have the opportunity to be the first overall pick and to be a player that's going to wind up getting guaranteed $33, $34 million over the next five years, it kind of doesn't matter where you go. And if, especially if you're going to be in the, the state that you grew up in, I, I think he should take some pride in that and, and go and, and try to be the guy that turns around the Bengals and, and, brings them to, you know, back to the playoffs and, and has success with them. But who knows what's going to happen. And I'm all for that, though, Todd. I hope he I hope he honors that and goes number one and goes to Cincinnati. I, I mean, I, I, I like that. I admire that. If you want to go and you want to start something, you want to create something, you want to build something. Oh, I'm all for that. It's just I, I don't know what his mindset is. I don't know what, you know – the people behind him are, you know, Lee Steinberg are going, yeah, of course he's going to go there. I don't know what they're thinking. I'm just, I'm wondering, is there a team that would want to go up and get Joe Burrow? Is there a team with the draft capital that would say, we're going to, would Miami go up and get Joe Burrow? Miami's interesting because they've got three picks in the first round, obviously. So they have the capital to do it. But if you're the, if you're the Bengals, why do you make that deal? And, And I, I thought about this last night because, I mean, every, everyone knows that they try to save money, right? And they, and they try to run it as a business and make money off of this organization. Yeah. And, and apparently making money is, is just as important, if not more important, than, than winning. So if you have a quarterback that you can pay $33, $34 million over the next five years versus, you know, some guys are making – 30 million close to a year, you know? So I don't know why you, you just don't stay at home at number one and take Joe Burrow and, and see where it goes from there. And hope, hopefully he can bring you a lot of success. Why move back and then and play around with it and, and wind up with three first round picks or two first round picks and a second round pick, whatever the deal would be. And, and still not have your quarterback. So I, if I'm the Bengals, the only thing to me that makes sense is to draft Joe Burrow. And, you know, when teams talk about, well, they got a lot of draft picks, I want to know who's making the picks. There, there's only one Ozzie Newsom here. And it, you can have these draft picks like the Cleveland Browns. Boy, they got all these draft picks. And then they didn't do well with those draft picks. That's where I would get nervous, even with Miami. 
you know, they, it feels like they may have something there with their co- head coach, Brian Flores, and they played hard for him. They got rid of their big stick, you know, big ticket items there. Now what are you going to do with the draft? Uh, you know, so I, I understand, you know, sort of this scenario with a lot of these teams, but just because you got great, you know, a lot of draft picks doesn't mean you're going to have a great football no, team. that's true. But I, I, I do think Miami's tough because, because of the market, but um... – but I, but Flores is a really good coach, and and uh, Chris Greer is a really good evaluator, and so I, I think they have the right people in place to to try to put it together. You're picking at five, and maybe you get Tua Tagovailoa at that at that spot if he medically checks out, and then you've got two more picks, you know, later in the first round. This is an opportunity as an organization to turn things around, and. The Raiders are the, in the same same place. I mean, but would you have, rather have the Bengals' future or the Dolphins' future? Um, I would rather have the Dolphins' future. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, because, if, because of the people, the people making the decisions, and, and knowing that the, the the people in Miami want to win, and they they want to spend money, and they want to do the right things. And you've got three first-round picks. We're talking to Todd McShay's latest mock draft 2.0 now available on ESPN+. Plus. If Tua was healthy. Oh, it would be a great debate. It would be a great debate, Dan. I mean, it, it really would be. I, I personally would take Tua over Joe if, if there was no medical concerns, if they were both clean medically. Mm. I really would. Okay. I mean, he – he is he's Drew Brees from the left side. That's what he is. And who wouldn't take Drew Brees number one overall? That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's just but what I'm concerned about is and what everyone in the league is concerned about, and I spent a week at the at the senior bowl talking to GMs and, and head coaches and, and you know, scouts and everyone else and medical people. The concern is, and nobody knows, you can anyone who tells you that they know what the answer is right now is lying. Nobody knows how he's going to recover because he's he's young enough to recover, but this is an injury that it, it could take a while, and it could also six, seven years down the road, it, it could be degenerative. So is he going to be the same quick-twitch athlete that he was at, at Alabama when he was playing at the highest level? And he's, is he able to be, to be healthy and available? You know, availability, we always talk about that. It's it's the most important ability, but if he does get back to that, you're talking about one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in the last five six years coming out of the draft in terms of accuracy, efficiency, and in today's game, just quickly processing, knowing where to go with the football, and being able to move around and and create passing windows. I, Drew Brees is the perfect comp for him, but is he going to get back to that? Because the hip is, is just such a big, big concern. I'll leave you with this question. The team between Detroit and New York that may move down to allow somebody to go up and get to a. Um, because it feels like it's been Miami that was going to get to a, I do, and nobody, of course, is going to play their cards and show you their cards. But is right. is somebody moving up to get somebody? Well, is, I don't. So I, I think since he's going to sit 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 at home, I think they should, and just take Joe Burrow. I think it, two of the Redskins are just going to take Chase Young, and that's 
exactly what they should do. Yep. He's the best player in this year's draft. Then Detroit would be the team to me if if there was interest from, let's say, the Dolphins at five, the Chargers at six, the Panthers at seven, um, even going all the way down to, I don't know, the Colts at 13, uh, the Buccaneers at 14. It, I think it, it, if you're the Lions you're if and you're not looking to, to draft a quarterback, and I don't think that they need to at this point, I think that number three spot is the most interesting because you can get ahead of of the Dolphins and, and you can go basically line yourself up to get Tua if the medical report is right and that's the guy you believe in. And the other thing is, I don't, I'm not a huge Justin Herbert fan, but I've talked to enough general managers and head coaches in the league that really like the Oregon quarterback mm. because of his size and his ability to, to be developed and his intelligence and everything that he brings to the table. Um, there are some teams that, that really like him. And I think, I, it's, uh, you know how it goes. All three of these guys are going to be off the board in the top 10 when it's all said and done. A lot of time before then, though. That's uh, the fun part of all of this. You've got a few more mock drafts, don't you? Yeah, Kuiper keeps adding. I think we're going to have like 9.0 at some point. He, he would do a mock draft every single day. He drives me nuts. I think, Love him, but I think you guys nuts. should put money in a pool, like <laughs> like like $5,000. Okay. And most wins, like $5,000 for charity. Most correct picks in the first round. So make it interesting where there's you know something what? attached to it. That's a great idea. We're going to do that. Here you go. Stuart Scott. I, I get to, I, I get, right. I, all right. We'll pick our own charities. Yep. And that's what we're going to do. Done. Okay. That's, that's the best idea I've heard all week. There you go. That's Done. all I do is give. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Take care, Dan. That's Todd McShay. I don't know if Mel Kuyper's got that kind of money. Oh, he does. I think he spends it all on hair products. <laughs> Uh, his wife cuts his hair, so he doesn't spend any money there. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and get to your phone calls after this here on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. There to the centering pass for Brown, right to Ovechkin, open net, waiting! Alex Ovechkin has the hat trick. A natural hat trick in the third period, three goals straight. 
Capitals TV Network. He's got 14 goals in his last seven games. He's got 698 career goals. I think Wayne Gretzky said recently that Ovechkin's got a chance to catch him on the all-time list. Wayno's got 900, doesn't he? Yeah, Paul. I got Gretzky with 894, Ovechkin with 698. Ovechkin averages about 30 goals a year these days, so you're looking at six and a half good years. How old is Ovechkin? 34? 34. 34. A lot of seasons. Yeah, that'd be tough. Didn't Yager play when he was like 50? Yager's probably playing somewhere in the world. Yager played in the NHL, I think, until he was 50. Uh, The uh, Discover NHL Play of the Day. Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of your first year with your credit card. And it's even more amazing because Discover is accepted at over 95% of the places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, limitations apply. We just showed some video, the live look, and if you're watching on Audience Channel 239 Direct TV or BR Live, two goalies were fighting one another. I don't know how you get to the point where other guys are fighting and then you signal to the other goaltender, like, you want to go? Because they don't have any beef with each other. No guys who are facing each other and somebody's getting, you know, giving you a, a hip check or, you know, sticking a stick in your face or something like that or tripping you. But the two goalies, at what point do you go, hey, you want to fight? How do you get that message down to him? Because then all of a sudden they meet at center ice, and then it's go time there. Because one of the two just starts skating a little out of the crease, and that's like the announcement of, we're going. Oh, you want to go? Oh, you want to go? Would you like to go? (laughs) Excuse me. Would you like to go? Would you mind going somewhere? And then one of the goalies tries to go for a body blow. Bad mistake. Like, who goes to the the gut? Like, I'm guessing goalies have some hockey pads underneath here. And you're going for a belly shot. A body shot. Oh, him. my God. It was so bad. And then the other goalie's like, uh, you just opened the door, and I'm going to pound your face. That's where the tides turned right yeah. there in that fight. <laughs> Another 30 or 40 body shots. He would have got his hands lowered. Yeah. He could have got one in. Something like that. Yeah, now he's lowering his hands. Now I've got him right. <sighs> I think he thought he was getting points with the judges on, you know, connecting with body blows there. Not good. All right, a couple of phone calls. Aaron in Dayton joins us. Hi, Aaron. What's on your mind today? Hey, you guys are talking about Burrow. I live in Dayton, Cincinnati area here, and he should know better. The Bengals have been a dumpster fire for three decades. He should know not to want to play here. And, you know, somebody around town is buying billboards up and down 75 right after LSU's win saying, congratulations, Joe Burrow. They're trying to woo him here. And you ask, who's got the draft capital? The Raiders do. Khalil Mack trade. They have two first-round picks, a second-round pick. I'd love to see Chucky take Burrow and put him under his wing and, you know, make him something great instead of Achilles Smith part, you know, part two. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I was there for the Achilles Smith era. Error. David Klingler. You know, I love Dalton. You got Dalton, and uh, Andy was – Second-round pick, McLovin? Yeah, came in with A.J. Green. Yeah. And he came out of TCU, had the big Rose Bowl performance against J.J. Watt and uh, and uh, Wisconsin. And and then, you know, I've had Bengal fans say, hey, look at what Dalton did for five consecutive years. And you're moving on from Dalton. Okay. So you did make the playoffs. 
But I, I don't know if you look at that team right now and say, boy, they just underachieved that they're really a five- or six-win team. I don't know. Yeah, McClellan. They had some good players, but never they couldn't keep everyone healthy. Like A.J. Green. Remember, Eifert oh, was no. so promising. Oh, and, yeah. and Geno Atkins got hurt a couple times. But A.J. Green, I think, is a free agent. It doesn't feel like he should go to a Patriots team or somebody who can win, but he's not going to win even with Burrow. Well, he doesn't stay healthy. Yeah. And, and as great as he's been, you just can't count on him. And I think Mixon and Geo are nice running backs. I don't think they're great running backs. But, you know, are you even sold on your head coach right now? And I don't think you can say that. But if you're the Bengals, so, I mean. I would take Joe Burrow. You, you would the take Bengals. Burrow, right. Yes, yeah, I would. Yeah. But I would listen to an offer. Somebody may give you something crazy. You know, we look at these teams and, you know, the Eagles, did they do the right thing? They got Carson Wentz. They got their franchise quarterback. Uh, you know, the, the Texans moved up. The Chiefs moved up. Uh, trying to think, uh, the Rams moved up. You know. Did you get your guy? But then the Bears moved up. Yeah, McClellan. Did you agree with McShay, by the way, about he would take Tua over Burrow, a healthy Tua over Burrow? It's pure hypothetical. If completely healthy. Yes, he. Well, we don't have enough time for it now, but that those three first-rounders from the Dolphins sure have to. I mean, that's pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. You just have to have really good draft people. I got all these draft picks, just like the Browns did. And then who are you taking? And that was a mess what they did with those draft picks. More phone calls coming up. Two hours in the books. One more to go. Dan Patrick Show. As promised, here's a clip from the big podcast with Shaq. Shaq threw down a $1,000 prize for the person who could provide the best Hassan Whiteside diss track. It's unbelievable. It happened at the very, very end of last week's show. The next one came in. Uh, from Mo uh, at our hey, team. Mo. I thought Mo uh, crushed this one. Okay. So. Ooh. Sex say get him, then I got him. Don't do it for the money, but it's about to get ugly. You out your league, buddy. You lame as Chris Humphrey, throwing rocks at the sun. You more like Chris Dudley. Now disrespect and check. You serving like a nation. You hating on the greatest. Left the heat, you couldn't take it. But Cullum can't help him, and Damon can't save him. And before you got to Portland, we was already trailblazing. If your Gatorade fight, check this been hell raising. Doc and nurse that your game need resuscitation. Swear you make seven foot look worthless. Talking like you joker, you ain't even nervous, nah, but you a joke, and you be doing nervous, ain't the one that joke with beef, don't make us nervous, Hassan Whiteside, hops on the white side, your barbecue chicken, diet coke plus the two sides, day one, what, whoa.com, cause you only double back when the job not done, get a room for these guys, ain't no room for these guys, at the bottom of the barrel, talking about a top five, the most dominant, be honest, who more prominent, Kareem Whitten building his prime, ain't Stopping him. If I'm lying, I'm flying. I ain't left the ground like a washed up center going for the rebound. Pat ain't one two rounds. Spoke made you leave town. Now you ain't in no shack. You a damn clown. Look, I can't lie. You got a trash ass game, but I'm not surprised you got ass in your name. Shut it down. Holy, holy, holy. Shut it down. 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 Sh
1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.